You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. It's Jamie D and Big Newt. I'm Jamie Nabico. He's Big Chris Newton. And let me tell you, the Buffalo Bills are on their way to the AFC Championship. Hello, buddy. How you doing today? Man, I'm doing freaking awesome, man. AFC Championship bound, playing the Kansas City Chiefs Sunday evening. Just being on the phone, talking to all my friends, man. Like I said, I play college ball in Missouri, Western State, about an, out, about an hour outside Kansas City. So a lot of the people I went to school with hail from that uh, city. So they all been calling me frat brothers, people I ain't talked to in years, say, hey, they're ready for Buffalo Bills to come to town, man. It's going to be awesome. Fret Brothers, were you in Alpha Phi Alpha? Yes, I was. I, yes, I am to this day. Alpha Phi Fraternity Incorporated, the same fraternity as Dr. Martin Luther King. Yep. Uh, yeah, we had Alpha Phi Alpha on my campus, the University of Dayton. And oh, by the way, University of Dayton just hired, well, another head coach was just hired an alumni of the University of Dayton. That would be uh, Brandon Staley. Just got hired by the Chargers. And thank God for that, because that means Brian Dable is going to stay in Buffalo for another season. That's some good news, buddy. Oh, I'm loving it, man. And and to top of that off, uh, Leslie Frazier, he's up for uh, the Houston job. Hopefully, it's the same situation where we play one more week, get ready for the Super Bowl, and Houston just moves on, man. I'm being selfish. I want Dable and Frazier back next year so we can make another run at it. Hell yes. Hell yes. So some ridiculous trivial knowledge. Did you know that the combined Super Bowl wins amongst coaches, there are more Super Bowls from University of Dayton alumni than any other university or college in America? I did not know that. Yeah, weird, right? It was, it's, um, it's five Super Bowl rings split between Chuck Knoll and John Gruden. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Who would have thought that Dayton is a hotbed of NFL coaches? <laughs> mm-hmm. Good anyway. Enough, man. Enough about that. We just saw an amazing playoff game. The Buffalo Bills, the Baltimore Ravens, the Bills pull it out 17 to three. They utterly shut down the Ravens, had one of the biggest defensive plays we have ever seen the Buffalo Bills have. And I am still giddy from that game. I have to be honest with you. I did not think that the Bills were going to have the ability to shut down the running game of the Ravens, especially after that first drive, it looked like the Ravens were going to be able to do whatever they wanted on the ground. They they had over 40 yards of offense on four plays, all of which were runs. And I was sitting there saying, oh, dear God, this is going to be one of those games. Nope. As you mentioned, Leslie Frazier and that defense, my God, did they come to play. Yeah, they did, man. I I would have to say that was the best defensive performance of the year, man. Um, Easy. I was wrong. I got on Twitter and I said that I thought we were going to score 30. And I even said it on the pod here that we were going to score 30 points. I was wrong, but I would have never thought that we wouldn't have needed to score 30 points. I mean, when you basically shut Lamar Jackson uh, MVP down in his offense and hold them to only three points, then you only, only need to score two touchdowns. We scored one offensively, and then, like you said, man, it's going to go down in the annals of history and Buffalo lore, the 102-yard return, return Johnson return, man, one of the best plays. 
I'm not going to say ever in Bill's history, but it's definitely up there, especially during our time in our era. Um, it's got to be up there, right? Yeah, I would think that. I mean, I can't think of another one. I mean, this is big, man, at least as far as we can remember uh, recently and, and what was at stake because that turned the whole tide of the game. You know, well, we for were so many years, there, there just weren't any important plays. There, there were good plays. There there were things like, wow, that, that was fantastic. The Bills won the game, but it's not like they were playing for anything. That is right. Yeah. And so saying this saying what was on the line with that, I would have to say it was one of the best plays. And, and we were texting each other. And that's when the whole tides of the game turned, man, because it was three, three and a half. And then we came out, had a great drive, and we scored on the uh, wide receiver screen to Diggs. So that put us 10 3. Then they drove down the field and looked like they was ready to tie the game. And then that epic play, man, 102 yards. And, and I don't know. I don't ever want to question somebody's heart. But if you really look at that, because I've watched that play, I, I swear I watched that play like a hundred times. You and I both uh, retweeted it. If you go to our Twitter and check it out, because it had John Murphy's call on it, um, and we both retweeted it out, and I've watched that thing maybe a hundred times. And it felt like, I don't know if you saw it or felt like this, but it felt like that Lamar Jackson essentially kind of gave up on it because he's faster than everybody else on the field. He could have outran everybody to get to a point to where you could have made Teron Johnson at least cut it back in. And it just felt like he jogged down there, gave himself up to get blocked, and then that's when he broke it. Well, you know, possibly, but at the same time, your coaches may not want your quarterbacks getting involved in tackling. I mean, that that may be part of it. They may say, look, if it's just you and the guy, tackle him. But if it's if you got a blocker on you, we would rather you not get hurt and just drive down the field the next time. Have you ever heard anything like that from a coach? Yeah, you don't want you don't want your guy sticking their face in it like blocking. Like Baker Mayfield does that a lot in the running game. Like once he hands it up, he try to go downfield and block. You really don't want your guys doing that. But in that part of a game, you got to slow the runner down. Because essentially that was a 14-point swing. If they score there, they tie the game up, it's 10-10. So instead of 10-10, we go up um, 17-3. So that was essentially a 14-point swing. And yeah. if you don't win, then that's it for your season anyway. So if you get hurt, I mean, essentially, so what? And then number three, you did get hurt the next drive. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I, once again, I love Lamar Jackson. I love I love his mannerisms. I love I love his uh, moxie. Uh, he's a class guy. I don't know if you saw on the internet, but he took pictures with Bill's Mafia. And we no. in turn donated over 300000 to his charity. I mean, right. I think he's a class guy. He shouted out Bill's Mafia. He stuck around. And uh, took pictures when I'm sure he was upset. They lost, and he uh, was in concussion protocol. So I love the guy as a player, but that leads to what we're going. I'm sure talk about later, man. I mean, I told you, I don't wish the, I don't wish anyone to get hurt. I don't, <laughs> but I want the win. So if that meant that Lamar Jackson can't finish that game, then so be it. He is okay. He's healthy once again. Don't hit me up on Twitter. Oh, new, you said you want people to get hurt. I'm not saying that at all, but he is okay. That's just like Patty Mahomes this weekend. I would love for Patty Mahomes to stay in concussion protocol. I don't want him to have a concussion. I want him to be okay. But if he's in concussion protocol and cannot play, I would not be mad at all. I would rather him be in concussion protocol we go to Kansas City and we face Chad Henney instead of Patrick Mahomes. What would happen? How would you feel if Pat McHolmes, Patrick Mahomes died and was reincarnated on Monday? Then that's good, too. <laughs> if, if 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 Lamar Jackson would have died and we resuscitated him an hour after the game, hey, I'm all for it. Yeah, how <laughs> bad I want to win. Don't get me wrong; I don't wish ill on anybody. I go back to remember when uh, Tom Brady broke his leg. We was at McFadden's. Remember in Georgetown, and I remember sure the, the sure bar do. erupted when they when we found out that Tom Brady broke his leg. I was like, yeah, I don't feel like that. I was happy we don't have to face him, but I'm not going to cheer for you to break your leg. Now, 
I don't want to cheer for Mahomes. With Mahomes, because you got to realize before Mahomes got hurt, he was already limping. He got turf toe or something. So I want that turf. I want that fat toe to flame up on him, Jamie. I want <laughs> to flame up on him. I, I want you to have turf toe gout. And you can have diarrhea. I don't care. Whatever gets <laughs> you off the field, but nothing too permanent. That's all I'm saying. I I hear you. Uh, and you know, there's something to be said for. You know, they, they always say you want to beat the other team when they're at their best. Mm, I don't know if no, I feel that way. No, no, sir. No, sir. And I'm going to talk about that, Jamie. I'm sorry, man. I'm taking the mic on this one today, but I, don't care. I feel strongly about this. As an uh, ex-player, I get it. For bragging rights, you want to be the team in full health. But let me tell you something, Bills Mafia, and you might hit me up on Twitter and not like me about it, but let me tell you one thing about Nudis. I'm always going to keep it real with you. We're not that good yet. We can't make the calls on who we beat and when we beat them. No, sir. I just want to win. So if that means the guaranteeing me a win that Patrick Mahomes got turf toe or got concussion protocols, then I'm all for that. So, no, I do not want to – I don't need to – it ain't going to make me feel no better if we beat Patrick Mahomes versus not beating him. It doesn't make my run any any more honorable or something. No, sir. No, sir. Let's talk about Patty Mahomes there with what they were saying was a concussion. He was in the concussion protocol. Now, it has come out that from Mike Catalana, Channel 13 in Rochester, he is hearing that it's actually – uh, not a concussion, but in fact, it was a nerve problem that Pat Mahomes ended up with. And that's interesting because during the game, when you and I were were chatting back and forth, I said, I don't see where he got a concussion on that play. It seemed like a pretty normal kind of play, you know, as far as the way you fall. The thing that stood out to me was it looked like the guy who was tackling him almost decapitated the dude the way he, like, grabbed him by the head and brought him down and pulled him in some strange directions. And then Mahomes goes running off the field and he was tweeting after that. Now, it would be naive to think that you can make any sort of diagnosis based on him leaving the field and tweeting afterwards. You know, somebody on The Athletic wrote, if you've seen one concussion, you've seen one concussion because they're all different. They all affect people differently. But I expect him to play. I am willing to bet that if he has a nerve problem that is manageable, there isn't going to be any problem there. Andy Reid has already said that he's passed all of his tests, but he still remains in protocol. That sounds to me like a guy who's going to end up playing. But if he doesn't, then you got Chad Henney, who looked like a hero at the end of the game. Small sample size, but he looked really good. Still, I would far prefer to play Chad Henney than Patrick Mahomes because the Patrick Mahomes that we have seen in his first, what, three, four seasons, the guy looks like he's destined for the Hall of Fame, does he not? I totally agree with you. He's definitely headed there as long as he keeps playing at the level he's playing in. And now there's this narrative out there that he wasn't as good this year as he was last year. Au contraire, my friend. He actually has a higher QBR. Now, granted, it's by mere percentage points or tenths of a percentage point. But his QBR is actually four tenths of a percent higher than it was last year. Nope. They are better this year than they were last year. I I don't want to play that guy. Definitely, man. If we don't have to, you know what I'm saying? And I think some of that, once you early on, I feel like it, it might be some of this with Lamar and Baltimore too. Like everybody feels like Lamar took a step back from his MVP year. Now, granted, statistically he did, but he was still playing at a high level and his offense uh, was still at a pretty high level. But I think it it becomes maybe fatigue, you know, like the Chiefs. Sure. Oh, they're not as good as they were last year. Yeah, because they were just beating everybody. But shoot, they was beating everybody this year. They finished fourteen and two. I do feel like I feel good about this game this weekend. And I know once again we're kind of all over the place. I know I probably messed up the whole script, but I'm sorry. I'm just so hyped about this right now. 
Um, whole, whole thing's whole thing's gonna suck now because of you, I know, man. All my fault, y'all. I'm, we're we're probably all over the place, man. But I feel good about this game. We're a two and a half point underdog according to Vegas. Um, and if that's with Mahomes, I will take that all day. Yeah, I you watch the game. I watch the game. We had sixty seven hundred fans in uh Bill Stadium, but it was loud as all get out. They got offside penalties. They had to go sign account and all that. Okay, if you watch the Chiefs game, it looked like literally half the stadium was full. And if yep. you don't believe me, when they did the overhead of the whole stadium in the parking lot, that parking lot was packed. So you can't tell me it was a mere 6,000, 7,000 people there. It had to be a good 20,000 people there. Okay? So hmm. yeah. this is going to be a true role game. It's going to be loud. It's going to probably be louder than anything that uh, Josh Allen has seen thus far. You know what I'm saying? And so – if we could do that, if we could go into Chiefs Stadium and get a win, okay, even without Mahomes per se, then that's still something to be proud about. And we're just trying to get the next week, man. It's two more wins, dude. Two more wins to host the uh, hoist the Lombardi up uh, and have a Lombardi for the first time in Buffalo. And it's quite doable, man. It's quite doable. I mean, beat the Chiefs and then beat probably, and I think Green Bay is going to beat Tampa Bay. I don't think Tampa Bay and Tom Brady's going to go to Green Bay in the cold and get a win. So win those two games, man, and we'll be there. Well, it's very interesting because in reading an article written by Albert Breer, the Monday morning quarterback, now he's one of the journalists over at sportsillustrated.com. He said, are the Bills going to win the Super Bowl? I don't know if they're going to, but they believe that they will. And he got into some quotes from uh, from the players, especially Deion Dawkins. And Dawkins has been saying since early this season, he's been saying this is a unique team. This team has pulled together unlike any he's ever seen before. He believes it's a special group. And I've been getting the sense from him all season that he thinks that the Bills are right where he expected them to be at this point in the season. And... I was a little slow getting on board. The middle of the season, when they had that one month where they had two losses and two very difficult wins against teams that weren't the best, I said, well, they're dropping back to the pack. They weren't the team that they were at the beginning of the year. Nope. They turned it back on, and hopefully they didn't peak in the season finale against Miami because that team right there, that team can win the Super Bowl. We haven't seen it the past two weeks. We've seen them have a little bit harder time on defense. We saw them not play as well on offense this past week, but that was, you know, a lot of that had to do with the conditions and not being able to throw the ball, uh, at least throw the ball deep. But you give me that team against the Miami Dolphins that absolutely demolished a team that needed a win in order to get into the playoffs. I will put that up against any team in the NFL and say that the Bills can come out a winner. Well, I want up you, my friend. You give me the defensive performance we had this weekend, and we will win the Super Bowl. Don't, that alone, huh? Yeah, I mean, because I'm, I'm sorry, I'm getting caught up in myself right now. now do it. Do you? You just roll with it, buddy. <laughs> we held the Ravens to three points. We could beat anybody if we get – just like you said, the Miami game, we hung almost 60 on Miami, and Miami had the top defense in the league. Well, if you could hold the Ravens' offense, okay, to three points, we could beat anybody in the league. My thing is this. Josh Allen has been Herculean the whole – is that the way you say it? Herculean? Herculean. Like Her- Herculean. Okay, that's what I'm trying to say. He's been like Hercules – the whole season. And oh, so for us my to little win, Hercules. <laughs> so for for us to win by two touchdowns against the MVP and that offense, that that is that's what you want. Because when when what's gonna happen when Josh Allen plays like Josh Allen? You haven't seen Josh Allen the last two weeks. Josh Allen's been pedestrian. You know, this week he yep. was 200, 200 yards and a touchdown. So his QBR was like 50 or something like that. I mean, what's it going to happen when he gets back to the 300 yards and four touchdowns, Josh Allen? Now, we didn't need – don't think I'm picking on him because we didn't need it this weekend. Once uh, 
T. Johnson returned the kick. I mean, I feel like we was in cruise control because I knew they weren't going to score yeah. the touchdown. I didn't feel no. – once we did, so we didn't have to. But against Kansas City, I would imagine we would have to unless the defense could come with another performance like that. You see what I'm saying? So we haven't even seen – we haven't seen the MV, probably the MVP runner-up or number three for the MVP Josh Allen since Miami. But if our defense can hold them to three points, then give me that. We can win every game 10-3, to 14-3 or something like that, all the way to the Super Bowl. Right. However – you will not hold the Chiefs to three points. That just doesn't happen with the Chiefs. They're they're just way too explosive, and they do create some matchup nightmares. I mean, who on the Bills' defense can run with Tariq Hill? Nobody can. Right. You know, Trey White. He's a great corner, but he's not. He's not one of the fastest corners out there. Um, Travis Kelsey is an absolute matchup nightmare. 67 catches this year, setting an all-time record for a tight end, and he was second in the NFL in yardage, in, in receiving yards. That's absolutely ridiculous. Now, I know that having uh, Matt Milano out there helps a lot, and Jordan Poyer, excellent player all around too, and those two will probably be covering, be covering Travis Kelsey quite a bit, but you're going to see the Bills running a zone. That's the only way they're going to be able to stay with the Chiefs is if they run a zone because, again, they, they don't have the athletes to run deep downfield, especially if Sammy Watkins is going to be on the field too. So what's going to happen then? Well, Patrick Mahomes is fantastic at picking apart zone defenses. He, he just is. They're going to put up 28 points no matter how you slice it. If you have a very good defensive day, they're still going to score 28 points. So now it's back on the Bills offense to put up points of their own. We need to see Cole Beasley playing on both legs. John Brown needs to step it up more than he has most of the season since he's been injured and come back. And Stefan Diggs, got to see 200 yards out of this guy. But if they do, if the Bills can score more than 35 points, I like their chances of winning this one. Yeah, and, I, and going back to what you just said to prove your point, I'm thinking it ain't about the personnel. Because if you talk about personnel, they probably got to beat us, you know, on paper. They probably beat us everywhere on the field. But I'm going to tell you, man, Leslie Frazier, I got faith in him this weekend. Like, do we have do we have a D-line like Kansas City? They got uh, – the D tackle, they got Honey Badger who had a pick this weekend. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I like our coaching. And like I said, man, to hold the rate, you can't just wave a stick and sneeze at holding the Ravens to three points. So I got faith in Leslie Frazier. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So to say that we can't hold them to three points, yeah, we probably won't hold them to three points, but I ain't going to necessarily say that they're going to hang 30 on us either. I don't know if it's going to be a shootout. So, I mean, right now, I'm putting my money on Leslie Frazier and Sean McDermott and the defense and the schemes that they're going to have. Like, you, like I remember the first – we were texting each other, right? And so they were just running the ball down the field, right? The Ravens, the first the first uh, drive of the game. They was just running it down our throats. But then we got in the red zone, we tightened it up. You see what I'm saying? They missed a mm-hmm. couple field goals. If you got a defense that can hold you to field, like if we can hold Kansas City offense to field goals instead of touchdowns, and and it ain't like that's not possible. We've seen it from good offenses. We've seen it. We did it to uh, the Baltimore Ravens. That's what makes me feel good about this game. I'm not promising you, Bills Mafia, we're going to win this game, but you can feel better about an opportunity. You can't feel better about an opportunity. Only way you can feel better is if Cleveland would have did what they were supposed to do and win that game because they should have beat Kansas City last week. Yeah. Yeah. That, <laughs> it, at minimum, can, at minimum, Cleveland should have had another seven points. Minimum. Yeah. yeah. Right? But, no, I'm saying they fumbled the ball out the end zone. That's a touchback. Right. That should have been seven. But then Mahomes go out the game, and you bring in a dude that ain't played pretty much the whole year, and you let him run. Man, dude, they scrambled for a third. It went in like a third and 20, and he picked it up. And then, yeah. it, was, then it was fourth and inches, and he throws the ball. Come on, Cleveland. You got to stop that. Baker Mayfield should have had another opportunity to get that ball and drive down the field. 
All right, maybe it's wishful thinking. Oh, that's fine. But I feel like if I'm Cleveland fan, I'm walking away like we should have won that game. It was in your hands to win. But that's fine. But that's the only thing that could have been better in that situation is if Cleveland would have had to get come to Buffalo. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So if that didn't happen, we would have probably been big favorites in that situation. That didn't happen. So now we got the Chiefs. And the way Chiefs have been playing, the way we've been playing – I say it's a 50-50 game, and that's all you can ask for at this point in the AFC Championship. You know, with a two-and-a-half-point spread, that's as close, <laughs> it's almost as close to 50-50 as you get. Now, there are a couple of places where the Bills do have advantages on the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, you mentioned Chris Jones, their defensive tackle. He actually rated by Pro Football Focus as the third-best defensive lineman in football this season. However, I do want to give some credit somewhere. Ike Butker has turned himself into a pretty darn good pass protector as the the course of the season has gone on and as he's gotten some more uh, some more practice. Uh, they've got Frank Clark, who had six sacks and twenty five total QB pressures to go along with um, to Jones, who was second in the NFL. Chris Jones, as I mentioned, he was second in the NFL with. 43 total quarterback pressures. That's ridiculous, especially from a defensive tackle. But the Bills have superior special teams to the Chiefs. Chiefs are ranked pretty low in that. Um, Another place is that the Chiefs, I don't know that this is necessarily a strength of the Bills, but they're not that great in the second level of their defense. Their linebackers are probably the weakness of the team, and they're just they're not that fast. If you can get Devin Singletary, TJ Yeldon, um, Dawson Knox out into the open against their linebackers, you have a pretty good chance to move the chains. And I'd like to say Cole Beasley is going to be one of the people that can move the chains underneath as well, too. I hope his leg is doing all right. Now, the third place where the Chiefs are vulnerable, because and obviously we're we're not talking offense here because their offense is not vulnerable anywhere. Um, they are ranked 28th in the league on rushing defense efficiency. 28th. That means you can, in fact, run the ball on them. Now, does that mean that the Bills can run a, a, a keep away a keep away style game and try to you know shorten the game on them? Well, no, Buffalo's rushing offense isn't good enough to do that. You have to go with what you do best. And what the Bills do best is they throw the ball. But that means that there are opportunities to move the ball incrementally. And if the Bills can move the ball incrementally, you know, they they will have a chance here because they have to, they have to outscore the Chiefs. You know, this is this is not going to be a defensive matchup. These teams score way too well, and the Chiefs don't have, you know, their their defense is not as good as the Colts or the Ravens. So the Bills aren't going to be held to 17 points. And, you know, in, in the case of this past weekend, the Bills were really held to only 10 points of offense. But they're not infallible. They are historically good. And that's the thing that pisses me off. The Bills have this incredible season. And still one of the best teams we've seen in our lifetime is is waiting for them in the AFC Championship game. That just freaking sucks, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, and they're the Super Bowl champs, but I just don't feel like that when I watch them at this point. Do you really feel like as good as they are, do you feel in your gut their offense versus our defense and then our offense versus their defense? If you look at it in those terms, I like our defense against their offense. I feel like they're going to move the ball, but we're going to tighten it up in the red zone. Okay? I don't know how you can say you like our defense against their offense. I like our defense versus their offense. I like our defense versus their offense as much as I like our offense versus their defense. Okay, I hear you. You see what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) I know I'm probably, I know it sounds weird, but what I'm trying to say is I feel like they're going to have problems with our defense where I feel like we got an advantage against their defense. 
That's what I'm trying to say. Like, I feel great about it. Now, can we crap the bed and just unravel it and then that's the end of our role? That can happen. It happens to good teams. It happened to Tennessee. It happened to the Ravens. It happened to the Saints. Rest in peace to Drew Brees' career. Three interceptions mm-hmm. this weekend. Like, good teams unravel, and then that's the end of your road. And if that happens, then it ain't nothing you can say. But I'm just saying, as we've been playing this last month, month and a half, I like this game, man. I like our offense to be able to do it. And I like our coaching where our coaching is. We, You said we got held at 10 points, but it was once it was 17-3, was there even a reason to try to score again? To tell no, the there truth. really wasn't. It was. I mean, I didn't feel like, and I'm sure Brian Dable was like, hey, and he came out and said it. He said it uh, yesterday after practice or today after practice. He said that Josh Allen did enough for us to win. He did what I wanted him to do. <laughs> we were up two touchdowns, and everybody wanted to take away the pick six. But after that, it was no reason to try to score anymore. Like I was, right. like it was just we was on cruise. In my opinion, you're on cruise control. Let's just get this over with. Okay, let's head to the AFC Championship. This is the defense's day, and if the defense can give me another effort like that, then I don't think it's going. I I don't think it's going to be that. And I'm only going off of how we've been looking. You know, as long as knock on wood, I'm knocking on Jalen's desk again, where he does Zoom call and his uh virtuals learning. I don't think if Josh Allen gives me Josh Allen two hundred, give me two hundred fifty yards, a couple touchdowns, no picks, then I think we're going to win this game. I feel very good about it. Maybe it's me being a, a fan, and I'm just hopeful. But yeah, I can see us going to Kansas. Just give me what you've been giving me, and Kansas City looking like how they've been looking. We can win this game, dude. Oh yeah, I think so too. I, I think they can win the game. Um, I think that they're going to have to play. I think they're going to have to play their best. I, I think that we cannot see any dropped touchdowns like the one we saw from Gabriel Davis. If the ball hits the ground, the ball's got to bounce the right direction. And uh, I, I think that they're going to need to. They're going to need to have their big boy pants on the entire time. There's a bad call. They've got to overcome it. If there's a turnover, they need to get the ball back. They need to play penalty-free football, which was something they did very well against the Ravens, was they really didn't have any penalties to speak of. They need to stay that way. No personal fouls. Don't give any yardage. Those are the things that they're going to need to do. A near-perfect game is what it's going to take in order to beat the Chiefs. Or do you disagree? I mean, I can't argue that. I just don't. I just, like I said, I will put it more on play like we've been playing. Give me what you've been giving me. I ain't, I ain't saying it has to be Miami. Just give me what you've been giving me, and I feel good about this. That I, I mean, obviously, if they give their best and we give our best, it's still up in the air. But I feel like with our coaching, we have an advantage. Right now, because our defense, once again, you can't sneeze at, and I keep repeating myself, you can't sneeze at our defensive performance. If they play like that, we're going to win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. We're going to yeah. win the Super Bowl. Give me, give me, give me what you gave me last weekend, defense. We will win the Super Bowl, no doubt. If that doesn't happen, okay, Josh, be more like Josh Allen, and that can happen against this defense. We got some advantages, man. I mean, I, <laughs> you know me. I would tell you, Bill Mafia, if I didn't feel like we could do it. We could do this, dude. I'm not saying we're going to do it because, like I said, things happen. But I feel damn good about this game. I mm-hmm. feel good going to this weekend, man. I wish it was the first game. Unfortunately, it's the evening game, which is fine. But I feel like we could do this, dude. You're not nervous at all, are you? No, because we're playing with house money. I yeah I agree with that. I, I want to get this done. God knows I want to win this game so bad. All right, but we're playing once again. Whatever happens now, I mean, we made it to the AFC Championship. I certainly hope they don't listen to this and they feel like this. I hope that they feel like it's their hand to the fire. We got to get this done. I hope it's going to be business like and they take this very seriously because it ain't a guarantee we will be back here next year. You can't guarantee that. If we lose Leslie right. Frazier, we got a new defensive coordinator. Things can happen. You 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 never want to bank on that. Oh, we're going to get back. 
ask the New Orleans. Once again, I always talk about New Orleans Saints. I got a lot of friends in Saints fans. I lived in New Orleans, and I talked to them a lot. You can't take for granted, oh, we're going to be good for the next 10 years and we're going to get back here. Things can happen. You can lose the first round, second round of playoffs. Let's do it right now. And the road is clear. It's right there. You could beat the Chiefs. You could beat Tampa Bay and Green Bay. Let's make it happen now. Damn next year. The way the world's going right now, it might not be a next year. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You're 100% right about that. Um, perfect, perfect example. Dan Marino gets to the Super Bowl in his rookie year, has a prolific career, long career, Never made it back again, mostly because he had the Buffalo Bills standing in his way when he was in his prime. But it is never, ever a given that you're going to make it back. So, yes, the Bills have to do they have to do everything they can to make sure that they play their absolute best football the next three weeks because the Super Bowl is an extra week away. So one of the storylines, one of the really great storylines for the final four football teams that are playing in the in the two games are the quarterbacks. Yes. You know, over in the NFC, you've got Brady going up against Aaron Rodgers, who undoubtedly, I mean, they say Brady's the GOAT. Mm. Aaron Rodgers is one of the best of all time. All time great. We already said that Mahomes is paving his path to the Hall of Fame himself. And an easy argument can be made that he's the best quarterback in football, that if you're going to launch uh, a, an expansion franchise and you can have any player, you probably go with Mahomes, right? Yes. You yes. probably I, go with Mahomes. I had to think about it. I say yes, but I tell you what, man, and I'm not a prisoner of the moment, Lamar Jackson, he was MVP last year. Who would you rather have between Lamar and Josh right now? <laughs> Josh Allen? Um, I, I go with I go with Josh Allen. I would probably go with Josh right now. And that's dude won the MVP last year. So you can't sleep on that. He was the MVP of the league last year. And I would take Josh Allen right now. Well, you know, I I would say I, I would go with Patrick Mahomes because he has consistently been the player that he is this year. And, and he's a top three quarterback. He he has been a top three QB every year he's been in the league. You're so, right. You know, You're right. Something to be said because his consistency. So that's the guy I want. And then you've got Josh Allen who, you know, let's face it, when it comes to storylines, they love the new story, right? Right. They, they love the new kid on the block to talk about that. And that's what Josh Allen has been this year. So with that out of the way, if if the Bills win on Sunday, who do you think they're going to see, which you already said, and who do you want to see in the Super Bowl? Ooh, that's a good one. I think we will see Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers. I would want to see Tampa Bay because I don't think Tampa Bay is that good. I think Green Bay is good. Aaron Rodgers, he's throwing BBs, man. He's hot. I mean, yeah. you can have everything covered up and he'll still make a play. So that scares the bejeebies out of me. They're okay. also running the ball incredibly well. Right. I think Green Bay is better. So it would be like I'm rooting for Tampa Bay this weekend because I don't feel like Tampa Bay, we could beat them. It ain't it ain't anything, oh, I want to beat Tom Brady. Wouldn't that be funny? Or I'm scared of Tom Brady because he always beats us. He got our number. It's just the fact that I'm just looking at the teams. And even though Tampa Bay would be at home, because Tampa's hosting the Super Bowl. Yeah, that makes a difference. It does make a difference. I would still rather see Tom Brady in Tampa Bay than Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay right now. So I would say I'm rooting for Tampa Bay this weekend. Okay. I like Green Bay. I like watching them. Don't know if I want to play them. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it does make a difference to me that the Super Bowl is being played in Tampa. And even though the stadium is going to be you know, half and half. If if Tampa plays still, half the tickets are going to be going to the other team. There is a difference, though, when you're able to play a home game, when you're able to sleep in your own bed and, you know, you just you you stick with your your routine and your schedule. It's just a little bit easier. And it's probably not going to be as much of a distraction to them as it would be to a team that's coming in from out of town 
who's doing all the the media and the press stuff and you know they're well you know what i'm now going to talk myself out of that because you would think that nightlife isn't quite what it used to be so they won't be partying the way they would normally yeah ebor city ain't gonna be popping like it would be normally although it is florida and they don't seem to have too many restrictions. Yeah, they don't believe it. They don't believe in COVID in Florida. There ain't no COVID going on down there. <laughs> Speaking of which, I got my call yesterday. No, I got my call this morning. I tested negative, man. It was wonderful. Yes. Uh, for those of you who don't know, we had a little COVID scare after watching the game together. It turned out that one of our friends, uh, Stacy. She was uh, she was diagnosed with COVID a couple days after we had seen her and you know stopped said hello to her, and uh, she's like, "Hey, uh, you might want to start quarantining because I'm sick with the with the corona." And uh, both of us negative. It's a good feeling, isn't it? When when you you I mean you like sort of know that you don't have it, but then when you get the official word. That feels good. Sort of like when you get the STD test. I was going to touch on that. <laughs> I was going to touch on that, man. It's, 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 a, it's about two or three phone calls. You feel like the weight of the world when the young lady goes and get, you know, tested after you all were holding hands. So <laughs> this is a PG show. So, you know, I got kids listening to this. So, you know, you hold hands with a young lady and then she called back and said she's not with child. That's a that's a phone call that you relieved like and uh yeah and maybe an STD also. So yeah, I mean it felt good. So right about now I'm going to um tell your kids to put on the earmuffs because I've got a story. <laughs> so Jalen Simone, earmuffs. <laughs> I was dating a woman for a while and we, well, I ended up finding out that she was cheating on me. So I decided that I've got to go and get tested because it's the responsible thing to do. But at the time I was not only poor because I was young, but I also, I think I was without a job too at the time. Uh, So like, no wonder she cheated on me. Right. Uh, So I went to a, a free clinic that they've got here in DC and I go in there and they take the Q-tip and shoved it in. Mm-hmm. And then the woman pulls it out like she's starting a freaking lawnmower, right? This nurse. I was so mad. It hurt so bad. I end up like jumping up and down. And I, I think I jumped in circles like three revolutions. Um, And she's like, oh, stop. It's not that bad. I'm like, oh, oh, no. Anyway. <laughs> I ended up talking to a friend of mine about it who uh, was in uh, medical school at the time. And he's like, you know, they can do that with a blood test, right? I'm like, what? (laughs) (laughs) And uh, he goes, yeah, places like that, they they do it the more draconian way. They pull out the telephone pole and use that because they think that that's going to be a deterrent from the type of behavior <laughs> so that causes was, people to go in there. I'm like, but it wasn't even my fault. She was trying <laughs> I didn't to do anything. She was, thought she was teaching you a lesson for all the women in the world. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I was, I was so mad. I was so mad. I'm like, you put me through that when I could have just had a blood test. Oh my god! Oh. Oh. <laughs> so the moral of the story is: be careful with who you're involved with, and um, save up money just in case you need to go to the doctor. <laughs> oh my god! The place <laughs> we go on this show, man. Oh my god. Oh my God. And man, we ain't even talk about the O line, man. Shout out to the O line, dude. The O line protected Josh Allen all night. Um, even though we were very one dimensional, we passed the ball all day. Didn't even try to attempt to run the ball. Brian Dable said after watching the film against Tennessee the week before, they weren't gonna just bang their heads against the wall trying to run the ball against that Ravens uh front seven. So the fact that we threw the ball over 40 times and was still able to throw the ball for 200-some yards, man, 
O-line gave him a Josh Allen a clean pocket most of the day, man. Shout out to the O-line and the big hall. They were good. And again, Ike Butker, he's playing really well at left guard. Yep. I, I did not expect him to turn it up the way he has, but I got to tell you, um, to quote our, our buddy Steve Vega over at uh, the Buff Hub, the guy's trending. Yeah. And that makes uh, us losing Wyatt Teller because I'm watching Cleveland. I'm seeing Wyatt oh. Teller out there, first team all pro. I told you, man, that's a stickler of mine. I talked about it in the summertime. Once we lose a guy or trade a guy, a lead guy leaves free agency, I just want him to go away. Like, you know, once again, I keep saying Tyrod Taylor. Like, I, once Tyrod Taylor, well, it was farewell, hey, good luck to you, but he never turned up. Like, he didn't make all pros or win playoff games or nothing like that. But when you see Marshawn Lynch, when we just let him go, and then he ran all over the Saints and right to the Super Bowl, I, that makes me throw up. And so you got you got Jason Peters, who we let go in free agency. He goes on to have a Hall of Fame career and win a Super Bowl with the Eagles. And now you got Wyatt Teller, who's all pro, and we just gave him away for nothing. It just makes me sick. But Bunger is trending up, and he's looking good, so now it don't sting as much. Yeah, it, not as bad. But, you know, the Bills still have a hard time run blocking. And I have yet to figure out, and we'll look more into this during the offseason, mm-hmm. I have yet to figure out what the issue is, why they can't run. It's definitely the blocking, and I don't know who the culprit is at the moment. But, you know, we've the offseason, win the Super Bowl, lose the championship game, it's it's a long offseason. So we'll we'll have more than enough time to uh, to take a look at that. Yeah. Um, but if you had to have a prediction for this game, score prediction, what's it going to be, buddy? Man, my score predictions mean nothing. Because like I said, I thought we were going to put up 30 points on uh, the Ravens. and we Yeah, did- but you didn't expect there to be 40-mile-per-hour wind gusts that were making you know the passing game downfield impossible. Yeah, because you can see balls were getting caught in the air, I mean, on both sides. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be a shootout. I, I would say Buffalo 35, Chiefs 28. Ooh, that's a good score. Uh, you know, there's an article by Matthew Fairburn in The Athletic. And for those who don't have a subscription to The Athletic, it's like 10 bucks a month. And I promise you, it's worth it. It's really some of the best content out there. Uh, as far as Bill's writers go, they've got Fairburn, they've got Joe Buscalia, Tim Graham, who I don't love, but I do think Joe Buscalia is the best in the game out there. Matthew Fairburn predicted this game to be 34-27 in favor of the Bills, and this is what he wrote to that end. He wrote, the two best teams in the AFC have reached the championship game. That sets the stage for what should be an entertaining game as long as Mahomes is able to play. Until we hear otherwise, we'll assume Mahomes plays. Either way, my initial lean is that the Bills will win the game. Allen is playing far better than he was when these two teams met earlier this season. So too is the Bills' defense. The Bills are on an incredible run, and it's hard to pick against them. Could Mahomes catch fire and carry the Chiefs to a win? Of course. But I think Leslie Frazier puts together another strong game plan, and the defense slows the Chiefs down just enough to get a win. And that's what his score was. I'm going to go 38-34 Buffalo. Yeah, man. I tweeted about it. People got a kick out of it. If Patrick Mahomes could spell his name come Sunday morning, (laughs) he's going to be able to play. Now, will he be right? I, once again, I hope that turf toe flare up. I hope he get a bunion or somebody, something of that sort happens. He might not be right, but he's going to play. You got to play, man. This is for all the marbles. So he's definitely going to play. And uh, yeah, if he slowed down, then so be it, man. Let's get it. But dude, if it's a concussion, it's not up to him. It's up to the third-party evaluators. But like we said words getting out that this is not a concussion issue. This is a nerve issue in his neck. Mm-hmm. I mean, he sure looked like he was concussed on the field, but that may not be what it is. Yeah, he has spaghetti legs, man, I tell you. Noodle legs. Yeah, yeah it, it, it looked bad. Anyway, man, I need to hear a song from you before we uh, before we turn it in for this week. I need to hear your song. 
Well, I wanted to talk about a couple of other things before we wrap up, man. It's well, let's a, do it then. It just, please, man. Bill's Mafia, just enjoy the ride right now. We've somewhere that a lot of you all that listen to the podcast, man, because a lot of people our age probably don't listen. A lot of our listeners are probably younger people too. So you've never even been here before if you're younger than us. So enjoy the ride. <laughs> Yesterday on MLK Day, we spent the day of service. Um in charity work, we went to the Chesterfield Food Bank and prepared food for the homeless man. And I had my That's bills. Great. Thank you. And I had my bills gear on. And I'm ashamed to say I probably didn't do a lot of work. It was a group of kids from Midlow High School. They, I don't know, they was there doing. They had a Midlow football track stuff on, and we sat there and we talked about the Buffalo Bills almost the whole time, man. And it just felt good. They was like Bills Mafia, and I'm like, yeah, you know. And we just talked about football. <laughs> And it's like, it feels so good to be here, man. You just flying on air and just enjoy the ride, dude. Like, because you don't ever know. You don't take it for granted you're going to be here. Because after we went to four straight Super Bowls, I just thought that that was the way of life. Being a 47-year-old guy, I thought that was just going to be the way of life. But we haven't had that success then. So enjoy the ride. Enjoy each day. Uh, You know, gobble up all the content you can. Get all the gear you can right now and enjoy it, man. That's some really good advice. I, I'm glad you brought that up. I, I'm I'm definitely glad you brought that up because, you know, when the Bills were going to the Super Bowls, it was literally all four years I was in high school and nothing mattered to me more than the Buffalo Bills at that time. Not even girls, mostly because girls didn't talk to me then. Um, it became, you know, they became a higher priority when I developed a little bit of game. But anyway... It was sort of the same thing. And then by the time 1996 rolled around, they got bounced from the playoffs. I, I was I was at a loss. I'm like, how does this happen? They're supposed to go to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, you I, I'm I'm glad I'm glad you brought that up because we, we I get caught up. Even I get caught up doing the podcast and Oh God! What if they lose and all of that stuff? That I forget to smell the roses sometimes. So your your message is well heeded with me. And so enjoy the week, y'all. Tomorrow's my anniversary, fourteen years in. So we'll get Italian. My wife is not in a place right now where she feels comfortable going out to eat. So we'll get Italian. I get us some flowers, and we'll be at Hump Day. And tomorrow's the inauguration, so everybody be safe. <laughs> Um, care for one another, love one another, and uh, hey, 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 hey. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. Support for this podcast came from SAS. Data is everything. And now everything is data, which means more to process, more to analyze. And now more than ever, speed to answers matters. So how do you produce those answers as fast as the world produces data? With SAS VIA, the quickest way from a billion points of data to a point of view. It's a more productive data and AI platform that helps you get more done. Learn more today at sas.com slash VIYA.